0: 653, we bring in friend of the program, Lori Nickel, two-time sports writer of the year for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Morning, Lori. Good morning. So, Brandon's had it in sports. (laughs) We've been talking about it since yesterday afternoon. Head coach of the Green Bay Packers, Matt LaFleur, is a loyal person. And loyalty, I generally believe, is a great trait in human beings. But one can be loyal to a fault. Are we at that point as he is sticking with his guy on defense, Joe Barry?
1: That, that to me is the question right now of the entire season because Joe Barry was on the hot seat even a year ago. Um, but what's interesting is if you look at this from a bird's eye view and you look at what the players said after the game, the defensive players, and they put it out there, you know, we got out-schemed <laughs> and there were massive communication problems that were basic communication problems. You don't want to lose the the players. you don't want to lose um, the effort and the intensity and the scheming and the game planning and if they're not buying in or if they're putting it out there, um, there weren't a whole lot of guys talking about you know mistakes they made or or fundamental um, execution errors that they made. It was more putting it on what are we doing out here and there's also the question, of course, of who would Matt LaFleur promote if he did fire Joe Barry in season. He doesn't have, you know, this obvious stand-in and he doesn't have a defensive consultant like a lot of teams have hired. But it kind of it, – it's this to me is like it's, it's his first uh, real stressor in season and I don't think he's ever fired anybody In season, so I to me, it's a lot. It's a very, it's a huge question mark, and I just wonder if he's being too loyal at this point.
0: You know, the fact that you picked up on that of the player of the players, sort of talking about scheme and things like that. Like I I think about it, like anybody else's workplace, you know, when folks at the coffee closet and wherever else, or (laughs) even externally, are talking about, hey, what are your bosses doing over there? What's going on over there? These guys have to know that every fan in Wisconsin is calling for his head. And if they start to question changes not being made, that's that can get ugly in a hurry.
1: Yeah. I don't think they were questioning the co the coaching change, but they weren't, but they were putting that out there. And you know what, though, that you, you triggered something that I kind of admire the fact though, that Matt LaFleur wouldn't fire somebody because that's what the fans want. You know, <laughs> because <laughs> right, we want a lot of, fans. I mean, Right, <laughs> Yes, you do. And that should never happen. That's a very, like, that's what an older coach, like, you know, Greg Popovich in the NBA, would be like, I'm going to do whatever I want to do. I don't care. Maybe Matt LaFleur isn't worried about his own job. Maybe he knows he has his own security. I mean, a lot of times a firing like this in season is just to literally protect yourself. Um, because the force is breaking down, you know, and people are coming at you and and you have to make this example. So maybe Matt knows that he's kind of got this year that he can um, have some security. I don't know if that's a safe thing to think, but maybe to me, that's, you know, Matt's going to be loyal. He's not going to be known as the guy who's going to fire you um, and, and move on. And maybe that plays well to his next hire as well. But, you know, it's a, it's, Interesting. I think it's very tough to make that decision to look at somebody and say, you know, you're the reason that we're not making the playoffs (laughs) this year, but he's got to do it. I mean, nobody can see how Joe Barry can survive this. And to me, it's like, just do it now because you still have to keep the attention of those players. You have to have the respect of those players and whether you groom somebody else or bring them along. I don't understand why the decision, you know, wasn't made as cruel and heartless as it is. This is a business. You know that these
0: things happen. Hey, I wanted to ask you about a piece that you've been working on, a sophomore running back from Marquette University. Tommy Novotny has a really interesting family story that that you've been working to highlight.
1: Yeah, thank you for that opportunity. Marquette um, High School won the state championship, and their star running back is a 16-year-old sophomore with uh, 10 siblings who are adopted. and. Um, at least two dozen foster siblings, probably more. And what's really cool about his story is when he was born, um, he kind of fell through the system, uh, the child welfare system. He Five weeks, he didn't have a home. He was really sick. He had breathing problems that needed breathing treatments throughout his young life, asthma. They were worried about lung issues. He had other health conditions. And even when they fixed the hernia of his, they sewed his intestines together. So here he was, this young child. For like 12 years, who had intestines that weren't working, and now he's this phenomenal, incredible five-foot nine running back and a great basketball player too. And the reason is is his mom, Ann um, is they call her Saint. Anne at Marquette High School. And it's just a really, really cool story of what she's done, the selflessness, um, the ability to take in a lot of kids. She's a, a social worker, so that's not a surprise. Um, many of her kids are special needs. Her five-year-old son has cerebral palsy. Uh, he goes with her everywhere. Um, she's 57 years old, a bundle of energy. And I, the reason I wanted to do this story this particular week is that just it's all, you know, you give kids a, a loving, stable environment at home and look at what they can overcome. And, you know, the Tommy Navadne story, it's going to be long, but if you're willing to read it, I appreciate it because... He's such a humble kid, and he's worked so hard. Um, He changes his brother's feeding tube. He takes after his sister, you know, um, takes care of his his severely autism 22-year-old sister. He's a really incredible kid.
0: Sounds like a story that is worth every column inch, Lori. Thanks so much.
1: (laughs) Much appreciated. Thank you.